In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our Perseverant Family Conversation, and as always, it's great to be with all of you. I'm your host, Father Ed Brome, OMV, Oblate of the Virgin Mary. It's great to be with you as we start off this new day. As always, we like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. And then the Hail, Hail Holy Queen, we invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope in the Hail Holy Queen. Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's uh, pray the prayer that Mary loves most. And that prayer is the Hail Mary, also known as the Angelic Salutation. Together. Hail Mary. Full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now I'd like to invite the Holy Spirit to be with us. The Holy Spirit to be with us. Because he is our, he is our spiritual director. That's right, he's our spiritual director. And as our spiritual director, the Holy Spirit is known as the paraclete. He's known also as the gift of gifts. He's also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our counselor. He's also known as our consoler. He's also known as our interior master. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sanctifier. So let's turn to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light as well as interior peace and joy as we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. 
Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe pray for us. St. Joseph pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Francis Xavier, Pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska. Pray for us. All God's angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, my friends, today we rejoice in the Lord, the family that prays together, stays together. And as always, to give you a lot of encouragement, I like to offer my prayers for all of you, your families, and your intentions, and the greatest of all prayers. And the greatest of all prayers, my friends, is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The holy sacrifice of the Mass is by far the greatest of all prayers. And I'd like to place all of you on the altar and offer the following intentions. following intentions are First, I'd like to pray that all of us would be open to the workings and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Our sanctification depends upon our docility to the action of the Holy Spirit in our souls and the grace that comes from the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we can say this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. 
My second intention, I'd like to pray for all of our families. That God would bless our families. That all of our families would go through a constant conversion of life. Because we're always called to a deeper conversion of life. Conversion of life, pray also for our sanctification. We like to pray for our salvation. The Lord says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul in the process? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul in the process? And my third intention, I'd like to pray, my friends, for the dying. The moment we die will determine our eternal destiny. Either salvation or condemnation. Let's pray that all, for all that are, are dying today, that they will be saved. Through our prayers, our rosaries, our sacrifices, that the deathbed sinners, that they would open up their hearts to the infinite mercy of God. And my friends, with you I'd like to visit the gospel that we read in every Mass. And I'd like to give you somewhat of an overview. An overview of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ his public ministry, and like to kind of focus, hone in on what we're going to be listening to the next couple of weeks, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. The public life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which lasted about three years, can be divided into three different activities. And they would be Jesus as teacher. So once we go through the Sermon on the Mount, which is St. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, we see Jesus Christ as the greatest of all teachers. Biblical scholars say that he's the new Moses. So Moses ascended Mount Sinai. Jesus ascends the Sermon on the Mount. That's the parallel that the scripture scholars give to us. Jesus is the, he's the new Moses bringing the old 
Testament to perfection, which we read today in the Gospel. Jesus is the teacher par excellence. We should be sitting at his feet, as the people did in the Sermon on the Mount, and absorb the wisdom that comes from Christ. Absorb it in our minds, our hearts, and live out his teaching. And Jesus also, in his relatively short public life of three years, performed miracles. The one of the primary reasons why he did perform miracles, we read in John chapter 8, he says, if you don't believe my words, at least believe my actions. Let my actions speak in and of themselves. You don't believe my words, and look, believe my actions, because only God can perform these stupendous miracles. And then Jesus practiced exorcisms. He manifests, he manifests to us his power over his power over the enemy. His power over the enemy. So those are the three basic activities that Jesus carried out in his three years in his public life, which will eventually lead us to the Paschal Mystery, his passion, death, and resurrection, which is the very heart of the life of Christ. So, we've entered into the Gospel of St. Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, 6, and Seven. So I'd like to give you an overview of it and then give you some ideas on the gospel for today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 to 12 starts off with Jesus is teaching on the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. Pope St. John Paul II says that by contemplating the Beatitudes, we have a window into the sacred heart of Jesus. So these Beatitudes, not only did Jesus Christ preach these Beatitudes, but he lived them out. These Beatitudes are so profound that I took only one of the Beatitudes and I expounded upon it. 
And I chose to explain, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is, for they shall inherit the earth. They said that living out blessed are the poor in spirit means that we don't want to be attached to any person, place, or thing. We don't want to be a slave of things. Our possessions can possess us. But we want to live the liberty of the sons and daughters of God. The more we can empty ourselves of our own attachments, the more God's grace can take possession of us. And God can help us to fly an eagle's wings and grow higher and higher in our spiritual life. And we can work miracles for God. We can work miracles for God. They also said, blessed are the poor in spirit is related to trust in God and trust in divine providence. God will provide if we place our trust and hope in him. God can work marvels in us in proportion to our, our, our trust in him. God can move mountains for our faith with the size of a mustard seed, as Jesus says. So I was able to explain that beatitude and there are the other seven beatitudes. Yesterday, we have the gospel where Jesus gives us a simile or or a metaphor. And he says that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And Jesus says, if the salt loses its flavor, What is it good for? It's basically good for nothing but to be thrown out and trodden under feet. Salt, with respect to to food, has these two basic qualities. Salt gives flavor and salt preserves from corruption. We as salt were called to give flavor to the human family. That flavor is holiness. Preserving from corruption means we want to try to live holy lives in which we are preserving our milieu from the corruption of sin. And the light of the world Jesus says that I am the light of the world. But then he says, you are the light of the world. Jesus says a lamp is not made to be put underneath the the bed or the bushel basket, but rather put it on the lampstand. 
so that it will shine. And we're called to shine so that we will give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine so that we would give glory and praise to our Heavenly Father. Yesterday we had, there was a hidden light that became one of the most brilliant lights in the church, and his name was St. Anthony of Padua. Once he preached that homily in the ordination ceremony, the Franciscans were aware that they had a, a bright, burning light as a preacher. So St. Anthony became one of the greatest preachers and teachers in the Catholic Church, known as the Hammer of the Heretics. The Gospel for today, Jesus says to his disciples as well as to us, he says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. And he says, Amen, amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away. Not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of the commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest, greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So this is the teaching that Jesus imparts to us today. Saying that the law from the Old Testament is not abolished, but it's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ brings the law and the prophets to perfection. So the one idea I'd like to lay in your hearts today related to the gospel is that we are called to be teachers in one way or another. Almost all of you are parents. Some of you are grandparents. Some of you are godparents. By being parents and grandparents and godparents, that means that we have to act in the role as teachers. And of course, none of us can give what we don't have. For that reason, right now, my friends, for the next couple of weeks, we'll be sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, the greatest of all teachers. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. 
So let's sit at the feet of Jesus Christ, absorb his teaching so that we can be good teachers to others. And my friends, uh, this morning I have a concelebrated Mass in a couple minutes, so I will give you my blessing. You'll pray for me, and I will pray for you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.